thing, go capture it. Need it, then get after it. Bleed because you're passionate. Cause talent's just the Thanks for joining us, guys. You are listening to the Dad Boss Movement. I am Mike. I am your host. And I'm joined by my brother Tanner. So, Tanner, what's been going on lately? We haven't we haven't talked much. It's been almost a week since I've seen you. Yeah. Was it last Friday? I think so. Yeah. Not much news. Same, same old, same old. You know, a lot of work. Spend a lot of time with Will. Working on your morning routine. Working on my morning routine is good. Have you started meditating? Actually, lately it hasn't been much of a morning routine because Will's been sick again staying up all night. So it's just a one huge 24-hour day. Stay stay consistent with anything when... Like two hours a night of sleep. Yeah, no, I might have to start incorporating some meditation though. We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, might as well try it. If not, then... What do you got to lose? Nothing. Exactly. All right. So today we are going to be talking about millennials and the millennial mindset. So both you and I are technically considered millennials. What mm-hmm. is the generation? It's like 80s yeah. birth, born from 1980 to 2000. Is roughly. that kind of what yeah, the, roughly. Roughly, the rough range of, of millennials mm-hmm. is considered? Now... Millennials, I feel like we get a really bad rap, but me and you were talking before we started the show that pretty much any generation above always trashes the younger generation. It yeah. goes over and over and over again, but I feel like millennials are getting painted as something that we might not be, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of truth to a lot of the things, and that's kind of what we want to discuss and air out and kind of help you guys, because me and Tanner and I are both millennials, and we both do good in business and family life and pretty much everything we want to be good at, we can set our mind to it and achieve it. Uh, but there is some issues within millennials that I think some of new to business are going to struggle with, and it's just based on our environment. Yeah, I think the environment's the key. And we, like we were, we were talking back and forth before this, the level of comfortability and the level of opportunity for each generation is increasing as in it seems like to the previous generation they're not putting in as much work there's less manual labor being done machines are doing more things all that kind of stuff it seems to the older generation that millennials aren't having to do as much not having to work as hard but really they're leveraging technology and leveraging things like that online businesses to be able to get more done where it looks like they're doing less because technically labor-wise they are doing less but they're able to get more done so the opportunity is incredibly high for millennials and for the next generation which i'm sure we'll make fun of for yeah, being lazy their opportunity is called. huge yeah i don't know yeah. what they're called either generation y or something but so i think so much of it is the environment we're put in and it can lead to being either the opportunity huge so it could be the best generation or the worst generation the best you can excel way higher than previous generations because the opportunity is so much more or you could be way lazier and do way less because so it, the comfortability is so much higher yeah and unfortunately in today's media and politics what's exposed is the way less and the worse. Yeah. You constantly see all the the stuff, everything that's going on in the world. You're seeing the rioting and the marching and grown adults throwing temper tantrums and yeah. that are technically millennials, but you're not seeing the ones that are going to work, putting in time, growing businesses, going to college, whatever it may be, um, doing doing the right thing to become more successful yeah, hard in life. Hard work doesn't and, sell in the news. No, it definitely, it definitely does not. But statistically, millennials are the most educated generation. Mm-hmm. 
now we can talk about education for hours because me and you are completely different on that because you're college educated and I'm barely high school educated. Um, but <laughs> barely, ba- barely middle school <laughs> but, dropout. Middle school, yeah, pretty much. Um, as far as and you can hear it just in my my grammar, <laughs> the way <laughs> the way I, my, the way I talk, the way I write. So the biggest thing though with millennials getting back on on track to that is I feel there's a a picture painted of us as millennials as lazy as incompetent we don't want to work hard entitled entitled not dedicated and a lot of those things are true but not always and i i feel like like you said we're a product of our environment and the way the way things are right now we have a huge opportunity you either have an opportunity to be extremely lazy Mm -hmm. or to crush everything now when it comes to business when you look back 20 30 years ago that generation the reason they're not considered lazy because they they had to work you didn't have cell phones you didn't have you couldn't just you know text a friend okay you had everything took time and so it instilled patience millennials were used to getting everything right away if you Mm -hmm. i mean literally you can contact anybody around the world you can see photos of anybody around the world you can order things online you can do everything's at any the TV touch show of a finger in, yeah anything entertainment right live streaming pretty much i mean everything in life mm-hmm. eating i mean there's with from my house within five miles there's probably at least 20 oh, fast yeah. food places oh yeah gas stations just the convenience of life has changed and that's that's the way the world is progressing and that's a great thing but it can form two types of people and i feel like the the bad type is getting all the the attention within millennials it can and that would be the lazy the entitled take advantage not using it to their benefit because people that started business 20 years ago will say man if i had the resources you guys have today i would be killing it what took me 20 years or a lifetime to grow a business because it did Mm -hmm. now can be done in four or five years yeah i mean think how long it took to contact and to reach and to grow a brand oh yeah everything 30 years ago now in months you can you can do probably in a month what someone can do in a year. Oh yeah. Just due to technology and reach. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of millennials aren't doing that. Or they were born. So let's say like the later millennials, the ones born in like the mid nineties, mm-hmm. by the time they were teenagers, cell phones were already out. You yeah. know, they don't know what MySpace is. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> don't know what Atari is. They don't you know, they it's so they really don't know. For some of us born like 80s early 90s transition through it yeah cell phones like i remember when it was like 50 cents a text message and there was no pictures and you know so we kind of when we were kids dad had like that huge brick which was considered a cell phone that was like a foot and it had like its own suitcase for a vehicle i remember that yeah so that's you know so we saw a little bit of that and our parents are like that that you know that old school way and so we understand that element but it's really hard i feel for whatever this new generation is going to be called or the end of the millennial generation, mm-hmm. which are now yeah. the early twenties and 18 and ready to vote. Now uh, they don't, they haven't seen anything, but having technology and everything at their, their reach. And I think the biggest problem that it creates is impatience. It creates the feeling that whatever you want, you can have it immediately and you're not patient enough to wait. I mean, I see it within myself and I have to check myself all good things take time. Mm-hmm. I think that impatience too goes both into business and into being a parent. Nothing 
will force you to be more patient than having a kid because they don't do what you they don't do what you ask them to do when they're little. Especially you have to be completely selfless when they're really young babies. And I feel like so much of it, the next generations in our generation even is a huge struggle with dealing with being patient. Like you mentioned business, but in family life, dealing with that and having to you have kids and having to understand that their priorities come first and to put them first and to deal with their problems, it's a, it's a challenge. I feel like it's a massive challenge because you're used to getting things right away. Yeah. And so it goes into business and into, into family well, life. Well, life, life experience will teach patience. Mm-hmm. Going out and working hard. It, over time, as you mature, it'll teach patience. And that's like any young entrepreneur, I consider ourselves young entrepreneurs too, but even younger than us or even older than us in this what we considered millennial generation, the biggest advice I could say is continue what you're doing and just be patient because things, they take time, but utilize the resources you know and that you have. Yeah, and I because think, go ahead. we have the biggest opportunity to become successful. The one thing holding everybody down is they're patient. And if they don't, they're not patient. And if, if they don't get it immediate response, they quit. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it sucks because there's some amazing ideas and great businesses and inventions. And there's so many great things that this generation's coming up with because of the technology and the advancement and the knowledge. It's mind blowing, but they can't see it through because they're used to getting rewarded. They're used to instant mm-hmm. reaction always with everything else in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and to kind of go back to another thing I wanted to add um, with parenting it's a lot easier and it's going to continue to be easier for us as parents just to slap a screen in front of our kid's face and have them distract themselves with that all day and not put in the work. So that's almost another aspect of lack of patience as in being patient and playing with your kid and helping where previous generations, they couldn't do that. They couldn't just, yeah. you know, we were yeah, outside we were playing kids. and yeah, doing stuff. Now it's become another challenge. Just walk up the street. You don't see kids playing Yeah, you don't outside. see it. And the claim is always it's way less safe. Well, statistically, it's the same as it was in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. The 60s were way safe. We're not going that back well, that I think, far. Yeah. It's, it's just st- people are more aware of the danger. Because of technology. Yeah, because of technology. And statistics, I mean, you're the statistics guy, but it's amazing ever, how extremely bad everyone's painting the world to have become. And yeah, there are things that are bad, but yeah. we also have to realize that Everywhere you go, there's a video camera. Everything, everyone has a smartphone with mm-hmm. a camera. So everything that happens gets recorded and ends right. up on the news. So we see every you, we see everything. Thing. So it paints a picture of the world is going to shit and everyone's crazy and all this stuff. When reality is, it's a small percentage. Just like this whole millennial thing. Yeah. The reality is, it's it's not the mass of millennials or a bunch of lazy shits that sit on the couch all day. Because we are going through statistics before we started this podcast, and I was amazed because we're used to hearing what the media well, yeah. says and what everyone else cool says. Thing. And I looked, I was like, "Oh wow!" It's the cool like, thing. Statistically, on social media. even our generation to make fun of millennials is like a cool yeah. thing to do. I've probably done it before. Like, oh, they're even all though amazing. we are millennials. Yeah, even though we are, <laughs> it's the cool thing to do. But statistically, for the most part, it has no grounding in yeah, facts. Yeah, way smarter. Yeah, statistically, higher educated, higher, educated. higher earners at their age. We're going to retire younger than baby boomers. In fact, more millennials will, a, high, a good percent of millennials will end up retiring before baby boomers, which makes yeah. no statistical sense because how old baby boomers are. So, yeah, there's, but then, like you said, on the other end, there's that smaller percentage that get all the media coverage that are way worse because of the opportunity that they're not taking advantage of. Well, and that's exactly it, is the opportunities there because what kills me is if you look at like a baby boomer, boomer generation, 
that is trying, I don't want to say conform, but to learn technology. And for us, it's like so easy because, you know, we grew up with it. And this next mm-hmm. generation coming up right now, it's like stupid because it's so easy. It's just, yeah. it's just like wiping their butt. Three-year-olds they can use an phones. iPad. I mean, Brooke was using an <coughs> iPad at two years old. Yeah. They figure so, out so fast. Yeah. And this other generation that may have been in business or parenting, you know, <clears throat> our parents and grandparents and such. And if they're trying to stay relevant in today's society and brands are dying because of this, because they do not understand or they're too stubborn to hire mm-hmm. millennials to pick up the slack of technology. That's and it's like, exactly. it's the way it's going. That's the conflict between generations right there though. Like when you look at the studies, there is the old school way and that's fine. Yeah. But statistics show yeah, the mil- millennials control, have all the buying power. Yeah. Have we're the not money. At, we're not as much at mercy to companies as past generations in the sense that in the past it was either you get a college degree or you go right and work in a a company and you you work for a company now the opportunity to start and grow your own business or work for a company and have a side income is so much higher to where the leverage that millennials have is so much greater than previous generations and that has caused some conflict because with the way the world's going automizing things you know automize machinery taking over stuff and technology Millennials have a huge edge and it's caused conflict with those past generations where they either adapt or they become dinosaurs. You yeah, know, and I think the is statistic is. is, I want to say it was 56, I deleted it, 56, 56% <coughs> of millennials have either started a business or working on starting or have an idea and want to start. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Whether they all do that, okay, maybe not, but the difference is, I mean, even 20 years, even our parents, you know, the way we were raised, it's go to school get a degree. I mean, our dad's a dentist and yeah. most of our siblings have four year degree minimum and you know, whatever it may be. And that's, that's the way it was. But now everyone sees there's so many more opportunities yeah. and you can't even blame our parents for thinking that. I mean, just from well, no, their that, perspective, because that was that's how it was, how it was. Yeah, that's because the way it think about it. Then if you start a business, if you're an entrepreneur, it would take 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you could go to college and become a doctor and, eight to 12 yeah and you're you have a job you have stability entrepreneur you do not have stability you know but now i mean there's millionaires that are made in a year two years five years mm-hmm. yeah that barely can read and write but understand technology and understand relevance and branding is like the biggest thing with mm-hmm. millennials is putting a putting a face behind a company a company we had talked about that yeah that's the biggest yeah. thing so I'm not big on education. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, we I'm don't big on too knowledge into education. No, yeah. Knowledge is key. And I feel like a lot the way, but I think the education system's changed to where it now has. it's, it's not as beneficial as maybe it, it once was because it's, there's well, I think a it was more beneficial in the back in the, in the past. I think it was more beneficial to jobs then because of how it was structured. Whereas now I feel like it's not as beneficial. You don't need, the way, the way you don't need going. a lot of it. There's so many worthless degrees out well, yeah. there. You could take a, you can go online for 10 bucks, take a course that will teach you like marketing degrees. No offense to anyone who has a marketing degree. Business Even marketers management, will say they're pointless. Business degrees. Yeah. They'll say they're pointless because by the time you graduate with that degree, it's marketing irrelevant. has changed. Almost everything has. Yeah, everything has. It's like degrees. And so, so, so much has changed. There's some that are consistent and there's sometimes you yeah, need Yeah. If you want to be a doctor, you yeah, got to get a degree. If you want to be, you know. <laughs> Certain things in finance, which I personally don't think you should have to have a degree, but all the major players still require it, which I And think that's going to change. That hopefully will Dude, change. Dude, I'll tell you. Hopefully. Within Businesses like 10 to 15 years, 
I like, oh, if there's money I could put on this, I would. I feel like Department of Education not only is going to fold, but college is going to become a joke. It's a scam. <laughs> it's a waste of money. I mean, think I about this. You go, and I'm in college. You go for, you know, four to eight years, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt mm-hmm. to get a certificate. Okay, think if you put that money. You could learn that on YouTube. Oh, okay. yeah. Think, no, but think if you took that amount of money. Okay, because there's doctors that are now in their 40s that are still paying back debt Yeah. for a college degree, and they might be miserable when now you got some 25-year-old kid who put his interest in tech and understanding branding and communication with people and has created a brand and makes way more money, way more impact, kind of doesn't stuff. have to go to 95, a 9-to-5 job. Mm-hmm. So unless, in my opinion, unless you're, if you're a millennial and you're feeling that pressure, because a lot of old school parenting still says, you have to go to college, you have to get a degree. No. If you have an idea and you think you can do it, then do it. You can always go back to college later. You can always attempt things, but it's just, uh, you have to think about what, like, what am I doing it for? So if you're going to college, what specifically? I feel like a lot of people say, oh. I need to go to college, so I might as well just start and I'll the figure, it along, figure out along <laughs> the way. That is the worst. That's the thing expensive ever. experience gainer right there. You're spending thousands of dollars to figure out what you want to do, and you could you just learn. And the sad take part free is, courses first. That's know? not the right. The experience again from college, yeah. having fun. Okay, because I did college for a little while, and I realized it was a joke, and I got kicked out of most classes for. Yeah. Anyways, but if you. The experience you gain doesn't matter because when they when you finish college and then you go into the real world, what we call real world of business and parenting, you didn't learn that shit in college. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you still have to learn it. But now you're 28 or the 30. Second you get a job, your instead entire of, college was irrelevant. Yeah, instead thing. of you know 18. Yeah, I'm not trying to tear you down because I know you go to college. Well, no, I agree. <laughs> I w- I was one who said it was a scam. I think I say scam for the most part, but I think there are certain things, like you said, medical field and stuff like that. I think that will be revolutionized in the next 20 years to where it'll be done much differently as well. And I think businesses are wising up to this, especially for me, the biggest frustration, I mean, we're kind of getting off topic, but is for finance. I see no need for there to be a college degree for finance because in three months of working, they could train you and teach you everything that a four-year degree does. So I think you'll see a lot of businesses are going to start hiring kids out of high school and putting them through three-month training programs and then just off they go for finance related. So college is that it's a one. Okay. So you're going to hire, you're going to hire someone like a financial advisor, right? And they just got out of college and they went to how many years of college (laughs) for a financial advisor Four, Four six. And now they have $200,000 in debt and you're, they're going to advise people on finance while they just made the biggest financial, (laughs) this stupid mistake. Yes. But there are a lot of people that are smart about it that do not have debt, and they might take a year or two longer to finish college, mm-hmm. but they pay cash for it. Yeah, and that's yeah. the way it should be I if you're going to do it. Be tearing down people, like I said, I'm I don't in college. care. I'm not tearing <laughs> down everyone who goes and gets a degree. I think there's some degrees that provide real benefit. There's some other ones. I'm not afraid to say them, like women's studies, those kind of you know Egyptology, those kind of things. Yeah. Pointless. Take a free course. Well, a lot online. of the business classes. I feel like a lot of people go to college. And they can't spe- decide on a specialized, so the, they just get their degree in business don't management. Do, yeah, don't do that. Go more specific. If you're going to go, go for, business, go for a, you could be a manager at Walmart with a business management degree. Well, most managers, yeah. most managers be become managers based on experience. Yeah. Not college. There's so many companies that don't even look at resumes. Your resume is your social media account. Your resume is your presence. Your resume 
is who you are and it sucks for so many people like 2008 when the when the economy collapsed a lot of people got screwed they're getting out of college and they're going trying to find a job and mm-hmm. they have this degree and companies don't want to pay for that degree and they say hey we'll pay you this that's same rate that an 18 year old kid's going to get right out of high school but it's created a trend and that i think that happening because we saw it you know i graduated high yeah. school in 2008 and it was one of the best things because then I can afford to buy a house when before I, I was like, there's no way I can start a family and buy a house in this market. Mm-hmm. Once everything dumped, then I actually had hope and I went to work. And yes, the, the economy has collapsed, but I found work and I still worked three jobs. So It was nice because everything was nice and cheap. Yeah. Easy to buy. But it just I think that happening with millennials because we were right there we're at right that. Right in the middle of it. Yeah, we were at that age of decisions. You know, where we had, we were trying to grow and figure out what we want to do in life. And so for those of us who didn't go to college and we had to like grind, it changed a lot of our perspective. Well, you bring up a key thing and going back to the stats, millennials were right in the middle of the recession, as in we saw what our parents went through in that recession. Exactly. And so statistically, millennials fiscally are some of the most conservative because they actually have in their brain and memory what it was like to go through recession. So I think you're going to start to see a tipping point in college. People going to college, they're going to pursue other huge avenues. Huge decrease. For, so, I mean, we've seen... There already is Well, there decrease. was a huge... Yeah, there was a huge spike amongst college-educated people amongst millennials, but we're seeing it go down. And I think the next generation, it'll go even lower because people will look at it as, okay, go 300 or go 200 or $100,000 in debt or pursue these opportunities over here that are way less expensive could try them out for a little while. If it doesn't work out, like you said, college yeah, you can is always, always there. Go back to college. Yeah, but I think the education in general is not like there's a decrease in that too. The knowledge taught, yeah, oh yeah. you know, just all around. There's so much political correctness with everything in the world. Well, yeah, college is becoming a. Well, we it's more of a political that, but, stance, but yeah. yeah. So as far as millennials and with like parenting too, this is a big thing. Cause everyone relates millennials to business and to hard work, and they don't think, hey, that's millennials are the ones having the kids now mm-hmm. i mean baby boomers and generation x definitely aren't having hopefully yeah. they're not having kids but maybe like the tail end of the boomers because now you can have kids in your 40s i guess i don't know yeah. why you want to but you can um but now the ones having kids are millennials so we have to think about our parenting styles how we're going to raise our children as fathers how we're going to be good fathers and to build that patience and having a child will build patience but i do see a lot of millennials and people in my age group that do not have any patience mm-hmm. because everything in life is so quick and easy and they it's hard to they don't gain it too and i think yeah. i think that's the problem with the next generation coming you know that are young kids now is their parents are just putting ipads in front of them yeah or video games or sitting them in front of a tv and it's literally scientifically pr- shows that it is shortening attention span. Mm-hmm. Like there's more than ever diagnosed of ADHD. Yeah. Whether it's really to have ADHD, but it stems to back to exactly. It stems back to take action. You want instant response, and yeah. you can you can like sit a kid there, and if they do something, they don't get instant response. They get angry. Yeah. They get stressed out. They freak out. There's no patience built into it. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing too to teach patience, like you said. That has to come through experience. And so... Well, it has to come through experience and yeah, hard work. Hard work. So as parents, 
it's the same thing like we said in the beginning where business-wise it's the best of times to succeed or the worst of times to yeah. be lazy. You want your kids to have that knowledge. You have so much available to study on, you know, I mean, you don't want to get crazy studying how to be the best parent, but the opportunity to improve as a parent stuff is so much higher now to provide your kid with the... Well, the knowledge is out yeah, there. Yeah, it's at what you should be feeding them, how much of this they should be doing. It's all there for you to be the best parent, but on the flip side, it's all there as well for you to just be really lazy and like you said, shove an iPad in front of their face when they're six months old. Yeah, and as men and as millennials, or if you're a parent listening to this that has a millennial <laughs> as a kid, I think the best thing we can do is to give them a dose of reality, which requires patience. Mm -hmm. Hard work, tasks that take time, make them commit to long... To, I mean, we were told as kids, hey, you can't... You can't get your driver's license till you become an Eagle Scout. Yeah. You know, and so that takes years and years and years and years of patience and dedication, hard work. That's just re the require. You can't play sports. You can't, you have to maintain AB average. You know, it was very strict set on things, requirements of us that require, require patience. And we had lives, livestock to take care of and all these other things that we were very fortunate that teach patience because of because of hard work and i i feel like limiting screen time like with your kids mm -hmm. you know whatever you set it on 20 minutes a day 30 minutes a day an hour a day if you yeah. get to that because there's some millennials and there's some that spend hours hours a day Six, seven eight plus hours a day on some type of electronic device and that it's exactly what it's doing it's shortening that attention span and it's it's just messing with it. And the hard thing is if they're going to be an active member in society and benefit society and grow and become successful in most avenues, they have to at some point learn how to be patient. If we as fathers don't teach them young, you don't want to send them out in the real, you know, into society, 18 years old, whatever it may be. And then they get hit in the face with, hey, I actually have to be patient and work and they don't, they break down. Yeah, it's That's our why, responsibility yeah. to prepare them. I mean, if you look at crime rates by generation, millennials the highest. If you mm -hmm. look at suicide by generations, millennials death like triple, rising. like way over and rising. any of them. Especially amongst men. Yeah, amongst men, it's like, it's insane how high it is amongst men. And so what's that showing? It's obviously there's some issues. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, with all that, there's a lot that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, that could be a whole subject. But yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. But like I just mentioned, we have a responsibility for our kids to prepare them for the real world. And you can even examine, and I do this sometimes, okay, like what maybe, like I feel like in our family, I probably had it the easiest because I was the youngest. Like yeah. Brad and when Brad and Nicole were born, our brother and sister, our parents weren't really well off yet. So it just, I got, by the time oh, you're the youngest one. Yeah, by the time we came yeah, along, it's we probably like easier for me. Brats. And there's five other kids to be, for them to be distracted on while I do stuff. But so, yeah, you got away. Yeah, sometimes you have to examine and be like, okay, well, what can I do to improve as a parent? Our parents did a great job, but there's always room for improvement and stuff. What can I do better to prepare, you know, my kids for the real world? Because you can't expect, you cannot expect school to teach them. No, you can't rely not. on it's teachers. Gonna, it's, they're gonna, it's going the other way. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, the, the hardest thing for me as a parent and as a millennial and in today's society with sending my daughter to school is. And we, me and the wife struggled for a while and we ended up forking up the money to send her to a private school because of the way our secular education, common core bullcrap 
is when we see kids going to school and they're all brats. You got thirty kids jammed. It's not the teacher's fault. Oh, yeah, it's no, no. it's a it's more than just the teachers. It's, it's in a whole administrative systems. It's set up for liberalism and failure. <laughs> I'm not saying liberalism definitely not bad. That's not my taste, but it's too politically correct, and there's no respect. There's no discipline. Like when we are picking a school, like knowledge and education is obviously very big to me, but I will tell you right now, if you you will go a lot farther in life with hard work, discipline, and respect than you will with any degree because it doesn't matter how smart you are if you're jerk off and you have no respect and you don't know how to work hard you're a waste of knowledge yeah your degree is pointless and school doesn't teach that anymore Mm -hmm. that's like the biggest loss is there's no longer discipline there's no longer respect there's no longer hard work Mm -hmm. and it's sad in it i mean it's hard to find luckily we found american heritage academies where brick goes and yeah the first thing they're big on discipline they're big on you know they're not beating kids but it's they have structure. It's their structure. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But it's also well balanced. I mean, we don't want to talk yeah. too much about school, but like it's four days a week, right? And for young kids to yeah. be able to have a longer weekend, they need to be out doing stuff. It gives oh, them an yeah. opportunity to do that too. Well, so it's a perfect this, combination. I mean, they have to go and, and freedom. She's in kindergarten. She can read and write, and she's doing math. Yeah. And she has homework every night. She has like four or five pages more than fifth graders have. Yeah. And we're looking at you know Nevada. We're fiftieth in the nation in education. Woo. So their school tech tests in the top one percent okay top one percent so in kindergarten they're at third grade level that's good that's it's sad though for the rest of the community rest society and a lot of it is because there's no discipline at home and they don't allow it in the school in the public school systems so as a parent it's almost a fighting battle and this is where you have to become patient as Mm -hmm. a millennial if you're a parent because you're going to try to teach your kids structure and respect and loyalty and integrity and all these things and then they're going to go to school and look at little Johnny that's acting all crazy and they're going to come home. I mean, all of you know if your that. kid comes home, yeah. And it's like you got to spend the whole week in getting them back on track. And then they go back to school and it's, you know, it's not that way. Unfortunately, not everybody can afford to send their kids to certain private schools or even do homeschooling or whatever it may be. So you have to instill the proper values in your children. And I feel that's a huge loss because we were instilled those values but that's from the generation above us. I feel like those values have been lost with millennials. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've tried to be passed on, but because of the distraction, because of not having the patience, the value truly hasn't been gained. And it's almost it's almost getting lost the opportunities. I mean, look at the Boy Scouts of America falling apart. All these organizations that instilled those values are going away. Yeah. And so, as a parent, as a father, you got to figure it out yourself and better yourself. But you have to put the time into the kids mm-hmm. because if you don't, no one else is going to do it. Yeah. You can't expect a teacher with 30 other kids to be able to. I mean, there's some great teachers out there who do a great job. It's not the teachers. Yeah, it's false. It's, it's just. It's the structure. It's the system. It's the parents. It is the parents. Well, yeah, I that's mean, what it comes back to. There's no father figures anymore. Masculinity is trashed. Yeah. You know, it's looked down on society, social media, the news, everything. It's like masculinity is a bad thing now. Yeah, which is not not good. No. Every kid thing. needs a dad at home to slap them upside the head when they yeah. talk back to their mom. And that's not there anymore. Yeah. You know, there's more single mothers than ever. Well, that's the sad thing. When there's usually a single mother, that means that mother is usually working two jobs. So she can't even be there most yeah, of the time. Yeah, exactly. that's the dad. And then they go to school and it's like a vicious. Yeah. I feel sorry for most for kids. I really feel 
sorry for them when I see kids and they're oh, yeah. acting up a certain way. Like most people want to smack that kid, tell it, shut up, but I want to smack the parents. You know? The kids, I mean, our, the kids screaming. Get my kid when they get older, and he's gonna be. They're gonna want to smack. I think me, I've spanked like all of our nieces and nephews, because <laughs> some people in our family don't necessarily blend it, believe in discipline. But Hopefully I'm very strong. <laughs> I don't care if they are. No, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to say this. I, I'm sure Will will drive some people crazy, and they'll want to smack spank me em. at times. But <laughs> I know what you're saying. Sometimes it's excessive with uh, the lack of parenting. And I, since we've lack had, since discipline. I've had a kid. I, I feel bad. I feel I feel like you feel way more. I feel way worse for a lot of kids who are born into those circumstances who don't have like a dad in their life. Well, and that's it. Just makes it so much harder. They're we up, can all do up against so much more. We can all do for those of us men that are whether you're a father or not. You can parent your child, but you can also help other children. I mean, there's so many community like you do. You yeah. coach basketball. Yeah. You know, there's so many community outreach. There's so many sports getting, yeah, getting kids, getting kids active in sports and scouting and, you know, camping trips and doing all these other things that we used to do 20 years ago that now it's just not around. It has to come back because if it doesn't, it's just going to keep spiraling And the man and the manliness. It's literally disappearing for our eyes. Well, to bring it back to what you were talking about, which was building patience, all those things are going to build patience. Sports, competition, yeah. having to develop a skill will build patience because you're not going to be good at it right away. Oh, you have it to takes learn years. to work through failure, and it's going to build patience. Boy Scouts or any of those kind of programs, burning merit badges, completing tasks, you'll understand hard work, and you'll build patience because it takes time. So and sometimes you got to make them do it. As yeah. many as that sounds, like from the time we were walk, we could walk, we were made to play basketball. Oh, yeah. Like well, we played year-round for – 16 years of our life and those are always the things like i know everyone has experienced this some stuff you hate it while you're doing it but when you look back you're like that was actually pretty cool well, a lot of stuff your kids are gonna do the same thing not you don't need to force you them don't to do everything be, you want yeah, but you but, don't need to be their best friend because yeah. a lot of if you look back the people that you hated most growing up are the ones that you now respect the most because they were hard at you at the time and you were mad at them and you may have hated them but now that you're an adult and in life and realizing what life's all about, you look back and you're like, wow, they really, they're being hard on me really taught me a lot of values in life. That's yeah. how a parent's supposed to be. Yeah. And my people opinion. who behind that hardness, when they genuinely care about, yeah, they it, still, do, they it would do anything for you. You can, but at that. the time as a kid, you don't you know, hate I mean, them. Coaches, you know, mentor, whatever it may be. But later in life, you're like, wow, that person taught me a lot of valuable lessons. Mm-hmm. That's what we need more of. I think in today's society. Yeah, I agree. And in and is in business, so millennials looking to start business, like I said, take advantage of opportunity of knowledge and availability, you know, growing brands, branding, reaching people because it can be reached and try to break out of that stigma of we are millennials so we're lazy because you have more opportunity now than ever and the next generation is going to have even more opportunity due to technology increase than we are but we are right now where we're at and there's no excuses there's there really is no excuses in my opinion there's no hurt you know feeling sensitivity you can just get rid of all that crap because it seems like this generation is overly sensitive as well but the ones who actually put their head down and go to work are going to be successful because the knowledge base is insane whether you want to learn or not and most of the knowledge that is making success isn't learned in school it's not learned from first grade to 12th grade. A lot of it is learned from technology and stuff. But remember, it's a double-edged sword. With that technology 
comes at shortens patients and all these other things are trying to diagnose kids with today. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the last thing I would add going, you mentioned going into business. I think a lot of it is so much about you have to work really hard, but you have to have more patience than you, you usually have at, in the moment. Like you have to realize it's going to take longer than you think, but just, I think the phrase is micro work ethic, macro patience. As yeah. in the work ethic is very, not small, but shorter term, it needs to be really focused. Every day you're working really, really hard, but longer term, you have to have a lot of patience and realize things take time to develop. And we mentioned in the beginning, it's way less time than it was 20 years ago, but it still takes time. We can't expect overnight riches and, yeah. and those kind of things. One, a lot of millennials too, we, we tend to go all in immediately and then burn out quick. Yeah. Just like when we are talking about morning routine and priorities and building a task list, mm-hmm. we like... Because we see it in society, social media, oh, million overnight. So we dump all this energy, boom, and then we burn out and we quit because we didn't get a result. You don't have to do that. You have to do the things that are necessary, and you have to be patient and then just continue to do it and give it time. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of my businesses, like my weapons training business, 2011 when I started, so seven going on eight years, and just from time alone, I can't keep up with demand me as an individual the way the business is structured i could restructure it but my main interests are other things but i still keep that business and i killed myself trying to grow it just to get clients now i don't have to do anything because of word of mouth and yeah, good reputation it it's times doing that mm-hmm. just sitting there it's turning over turning over and growing and growing and growing so that just shows, hey, if you do good business and you have a good product or you have a good service and you put it out there, realize, because for the first year or two, after you burn out your immediate resources, I mean, we have this initial spike and you're just going to be like, wow, this is amazing. I'll encourage all of you to not quit your day job <laughs> because yeah. you get that initial spike and that's family and friends. And then now that's done and you got to reach other you people. You actually out and reach you actually, new, Yeah, and you, you have to try to reach those people from the beginning. think. It is extreme. I've had to do it going on five times now with yeah. different startups and stuff. And but it'll come back. You'll yeah. spike. You'll dip, and then it'll, it'll level sh- out in between, and then it'll continue to grind and go up. But it requires patience. Yeah, so and don't I think quit. Just requires... keep going. But it requires change too. Yeah, because there's always someone new that's working harder that has more knowledge that's starting in your in your industry. And there's so many industries. And there's so many people and everything seems to be saturated, but it's really not. Because if you look at every industry, there's the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And the top 1% are the ones that continue to output on a high level day in and day out. So yeah, there's top 1% and then there's 99 of nobodies. Mm-hmm. And you obviously don't want to be a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to build your business for the long term. We had talked about it. Too many, too many people... Millennials probably especially not short term gains. Yeah, it's long-term. a quick rich thing. If you build it long term, just like you said, that exact pattern, initial rush of family and friends buying your products or your service, yeah. it's gonna die down, but you're building the structure properly, pricing's good, everything's good. Slowly but surely it'll begin to work its way up and then you'll have a committed fan base, not fan or customers, you can call them a fan base if you want, who will return well, time. That's and time what they again. should be. Yeah. You're better to have a fan base than a customer. Yeah. Because exactly. fans are fans of you, like the book raving fans. Yeah, they're going to continue to come back. Your your customer service, customer acquisition should be completely different. You're in, you're out. It has to change. 
to where you're impacting people because statistics show yeah. even millennials they look for a face they look for branding mm-hmm. with a person and if you have those fans they're going to go out and bring more That's yeah a good tell thing. a friend you know usually each one can lead and two, i think three the best thing that i've learned to do with business after because we get that immediate rush you know you start a business and family and friends is encouraging them and putting the right structure and email list um, promo codes, usage of affiliates, all this other stuff we can talk about down the road within online marketing. And mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities out there, but that's the knowledge you have to gain. And as millennials, it's right in front of us. And most companies are using it. We just may not realize it, but gain that knowledge. And if you start a business, utilize that, hit Do your initial rush. Yeah. And have everything in place to where then they can tell a friend or they have somewhere to refer. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people start out businesses and a lot of millennials too have self-confidence issues to where they're unsure they're gonna go all in but they don't want to take a risk and that can bite you in the ass and it can turn what would have taken one year into four or five years because you had that rush and you didn't capitalize on it Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna do it freaking do it but continue to do it don't just give up don't start a website and i mean because i built a website in a day i can build a website create a product have business cards do all this stuff but if I don't continue, and I've I've done this, that's how I know I've had businesses where I slacked, yeah. And then it's harder to get back going because you're now at zero. You burnt out your initial, and you had that millennial mindset, and you got to get back onto the grind to continue onto the right path. And it yep. just takes, it takes time. Mm-hmm. I wish there's more ways to say this, but I think that's the biggest that's thing way. is growing patience, and I feel like. Um, if you are getting into business or you are a new parent, there's a trend, a current trend going into mentorships. That's kind of a hot thing right yeah. now is, you know, finding someone who's done it or is doing it to mentor you because they can teach you a lot of the lessons that might save you a yeah, lot they of can time. Help you avoid a lot of those early mistakes. Yeah. A lot of them. Not all of them are. Yeah. Good. And there's, I mean, there's even groups, you know, that join together to, yeah. to help each other. And it's, the resources are out there. Any that's I mean, any idea can become multi million dollar idea and there's a lot that die because people are too impatient. So mm-hmm. masterminds. That's what I was thinking. Mastermind masterminds. Yeah. Masterminds. groups are like a big And that was introduced in right Thinker Grow Rich, which is a really old book. Not introduced yeah. there first, but that well, was like the whole concept I think of forming master- a group that has a similar goal as you. Yeah. And, and masterminds have been around for a while but i feel like they're growing exponentially yeah and a lot of them the cool thing is a lot of the mastermind groups aren't all necessarily in the same industry no but it's same goal as in success mm-hmm. you know influence and you know they trend in certain ways but the whole point is there's communities of people that want to become successful i.e dad boss movement okay yeah. we want to become successful fathers husbands and businessmen so that's kind of what this is trending into. We're here to help each other. So there's no excuse. If you don't have the knowledge, you can gain the knowledge. If you need help, you can ask for help. Yep. Because it's all at the touch of your fingertips on your mm-hmm. smartphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but All right. Do you have anything else to add or pretty much wrapping it up? No. Yeah. Just have patience, myself included. Thank you for your patience, patience listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this was the first step in learning patience. Let's yeah, is you had to listen to this for 41, 43 minutes, 15 seconds. You're welcome. You're welcome. So if you guys want to follow us on social media, uh, it's at 
Dad Boss Movement. Our Instagram is new. We're trying to grow it. We also have Facebook at Dad Boss Movement. We have a closed group. We encourage you to go into that group, add your friends, tell a friend, get other men, like-minded men in that group so we can continue to grow and help each other out on topics just like this or many other topics we've discussed up to this point and, and we have many more things to discuss. Uh, personal, you're at Tanner Stoker. Yep, on Instagram. And I'm at Bullets and Beards because that's what I do. I do guns and I do beards. So mm-hmm. thank you all for joining us. Hope you have a wonderful day. I am never stopping now. I am never slowing down. I had a taste, it's in my mouth, and now I wanna take that crown. I will fight for everything. I will fight to reach my dreams. I will die or I'll succeed. To me, this life means everything.